0: You're listening to the Fox in the Phoenix podcast, understanding the feminine cross-dressing experience. I'm Savannah Hawk, cross-dresser and author of the Living with Cross-dressing book series.
1: And I'm Julie Rubenstein, proud ally and co-founder of foxandhanger.com, a feminine styling and life coaching service for cross-dressers and transgender women.
0: You're listening to Blue Sky.
1: Random Conversations. That probably not probably of... not no but you know what
0: i'm saying it's like how many people like start companies and then sell it for millions and then they start another company i don't i'm
1: not that's not in my genitalia that's not in my scope of <laughs> understanding i don't understand what you speak
0: yeah, well i don't either i don't know how people do it it's not my thing like i said i don't have that kind of ambition to like, i'm gonna start a company and then sell it because it's so popular am i like, all right It's like me, I'm like, I can barely get up in the morning. You want me to start, you know, start businesses from the ground up? Nah. Well,
1: whenever people talk about Fox and Hanger being successful or how they view success, like, oh, you'll get a bunch of stylists out there and then you'll just have them do the work. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like in that case, I don't want that kind of success. I want to, you know, I just.
0: uh, Oh, you don't want to franchise it? No. Oh, Fox. I'd like a Fox and hanger franchise for um, the San Diego area, please. I mean. <laughs> Hey, it's tough being the boss. That's all I can say. It's I, tough. Don't, I don't know. Huh?
1: Your teeth look pearly white.
0: That's because I have this nice dark lipstick to offset the uh, yellowness.
1: <laughs> mm, nice. <laughs> This is called a neem pick, and you could get it at, oh, should I do that?
0: Yeah, that, thank you, yeah. And
1: I think now, that's is how it people, wood?
0: Is it just like it, a toothpick, or is it like made out of plastic or something?
1: It's wood. It's made out of what's called neem, and I think that that's how the people in Survivor have such white teeth. I mean, uh, I'm sure they can own like a personal toothbrush and toothpaste, but like you'll often see them with like the reeds in the jungle.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do see that. I always just assumed that they had um, their, all their teeth whitened before they got oh, I'm on sure. the show I'm yeah sure. they're way too pretty yeah oh. you know what i'm saying it's like they get to the uh when they go to tribal And also it's like, man, doesn't it look like she's got lip gloss on or like it looks like, you know, they got a little bit of work done before they they show up to the the, sit on the stumps for an hour.
1: Well, all right. When they when they get voted off the island, Mm -hmm. they are in what's called the jury where they fatten them up with all this stuff. You get makeup, blowout. So when they sit there, they look like they've just gained like five pounds.
0: No, but I'm talking about the people who are actually sitting on, you know, sitting, uh, being talked to by Jeff Probst. It seems like they even look like they uh, got a little, a little, uh, you know, work done before they sat down. Because nobody looks like a train wreck when they go to tribal council on mm. either side. Interesting I always, point. I'm always like, man, they don't oh, we're look. recording. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah they, yeah, they never look as bad as you expect somebody to look that bad after 20 days.
1: I mean, but or women, we're just anyway. you, we're used to them. Well, I think the men look better because they're rugged and they the ru- just slap right. on a beard, and they're supposed <laughs> to look that way.
0: Right. And the women don't like. You look like you got a little chapstick on or something. You know. Well, they, I
1: think they can bring comforts from like a couple of items. Because you don't see many women like rocking the goatee if they don't want no, to. Like I think true. they can bring like a toothbrush that's Toiletries. made of like wood. Yeah, I think. <laughs>
0: Uh, all I know is that if Savannah went on Survivor, Savannah wouldn't last more than two days before it was like, well, I guess Chuck's playing now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? It was like, because cause this wax ain't going to help. And, um, you know, this wig isn't going to stand during water challenges.
1: Yeah. And during the challenge that your team would win, where you win, like, coffee, right? <laughs> you'd, like, take a sip and suddenly you'd have, like, Old Man winter beard. You'd go from, like, nothing to a sip to, like, suddenly you're
0: your beard is just it's true it's true (laughs) caffeine is like my uh my adrenaline and my um kryptonite so
1: and your best friend and speaking of
0: yeah great segue hey you
1: went to a new stabby's today
0: Is that what we're calling it, Stabby's? Oh, I'm Star- it...
1: sorry, I'm from the East Coast. Starbucks. I don't know what you should call it out there. Starbucks.
0: Uh, well, I was like, Stabby's? That sounds like Arby's. If you had an Arby's and a Starbucks together, you could call it Stabby's, and I could get a roast beef sandwich and a mocha. Nice. So that, that'd be that pretty cool. Be... Mm. God, now I want an Arby's. I want I an Arby's I think you juice. can get
1: a roast beef sandwich at Starbucks at this point, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, can you? you
0: know, maybe it's all seasonal really totally i really i stay away from it because it's lots of green to give to the starbucks yes
1: yes and they always have those enticing water bottles yes that are just very expensive Mm -hmm. but if you do go to like a different state and you just happen to notice that no it's not christmas and wow I'm actually in Hawaii and wow, that's a Starbucks cup that's shaped in a pineapple. Like, hello, I'm gonna buy it.
0: I, I tell you what, those you get there are some crazy um collectors out there yes. that love state specific or city specific Starbucks cups.
1: Really? It's a yeah, thing.
0: It is because they only make them it's like they make them for the year. Right. Wow. Well, they'll come up with a new design next year. So there are people who, who will collect and do collect like Starbucks mugs mm. in a very specific way. So you can get them at like a garage sale for a buck and then sell them for 30 bucks. What? Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I won't <laughs> ask you how you know this, uh, but I, I, I know how you know this. That's trade,
0: it's trade secrets. Trade secrets. Yes. Uh, but yes, I did go to a new Starbucks today. <laughs> uh, so Judy and one of her friends went. And they were looking for a Starbucks where they could sit in. And in Spartanburg, it's still hit and miss on whether you can actually sit inside the store. So she went with her friend and they checked out this new location for me. Mm-hmm. And cause they knew that I like to go to Starbucks and sit in and like be able to work at one of the tables and if i need an outlet stuff like with that.
1: your lip gloss and your curves let's you, let's get
0: you yes yes right they were well, scouting
1: the scene for savannah
0: yes they were absolutely because okay. that's the only time i really spend a copious amount of time in the building is when i'm at savannah otherwise it's like mm. you know 45 minutes to an hour but today it was like two and a half hours mm. working on edits and you know, getting get some graphics done for this week's episode um, nice, thank you you're for putting
1: welcome. the time in.
0: I'm trying, I'm trying. Um, <laughs> just kidding. So uh, I was able to sit in this new location in Spartanburg, beautiful new building, uh, big, lots of mm. seating, and they have a huge uh, outdoor seating area all under a roof. Like it's was covered. Beautiful, beautiful facility. Uh, I will definitely be making it one of my main haunts as we go forward.
1: And is it convenient in your
0: yeah, It's about eight miles away. I mean, the closest one is about two and a half miles away, but they still don't have indoor seating mm-hmm. and they have no real outdoor seating that I could actually, you know, listen to work and edit. Um, and then the, clo- the next closest one that I like is actually the one by my office, which is about 15 miles away. So this is a nice compromise.
1: Yeah, this really does. Now you have some some choices, if you will. To yeah, closer,
0: your... yeah, closer choices, not like, well, I'll go some driving 15 to 30 miles to get to the Starbucks I want to go to.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think it's been a while since I've really had a place that I go to that I then count on, mm. count on a chain to be like, you know, <laughs> that TJ Maxx, is there, <laughs> but like, Uh, judaically mm, i would like one that's kind of like closer to home you know
0: right right well if i (laughs) if i were you it'd be like the uh ross's dress for less well i was
1: gonna say i think since i moved to california it's been like a born maxinista this this girl um but i think it's definitely shifted to ross and surprisingly enough i don't know why this shocks me but two weeks ago i entered a ross and i didn't even know that like i had not been to any sort of shopping for a while of course since this pandemic started and it was just very odd that it was open it felt like a mirage like i'm just like <laughs> wait when did this happen All right. what you know doors? what i mean
0: yeah the doors unlocked what do i
1: do the doors unlock and then you go in and um okay so you can't use the changing room and everyone right. is right. kind of wiping everything down and so I don't know. Oh yeah. And I think there were even like these arrows on the floor that I just mm. I can't follow directions anyway. <laughs> so there was a little moonwalking going on where I'm like, oh ow, you know, where I'm like trying to like tread backward, kind of slick. Um, because I was not I was going against the grain, surprise, mm. surprise. Yeah. That, the sounds, that
0: sounds like you, all right. Yeah.
1: It does. You're a rebel. Um,
0: I am. Mm. You no.
1: Know. Okay. It's something it's it's, yeah. it's progress
0: for yeah. me it's all about how many um dresses that i dumped into the cart will end up being purchased
1: exactly we can't always, try things on so. uh, yeah
0: and that's it, that was great for ross it was actually it was great for target uh and kohl's so kohl's you have
1: was, been shopping since the um
0: pandemic. no not since actually but ah. talking about before, prior to that mm. um, going to kohl's was awesome because they would have big changing room so that Judy and I could both go in together. She would try on her stuff. I would try on my stuff. Right, and like she that, could yeah. she could comment on what she thought about what I would put on, vice versa. We could help each other zip up and, and take off. So it was always nice to have that without feeling like I can't be here because this is the woman specific
1: right, changing the family. room. The family yeah. Yeah. It was more
0: just kind of like come one, come all. It wasn't like manned quote unquote. No pun intended. Like somebody wasn't there like at, at the service desk saying you can only take in three articles and I look, right. I'm looking at you right. and you're not supposed to be over here. Um, or you need to go to the men's. So I've always been very self conscious about that in a lot of ways. But uh, Kohl's has always been really good until, like you said, they kind of shut down the ability to try on outfits until whatever time that reopens and um the same as Ross. Ross was like, we would just go in with like our car full yeah. together and like, yeah. all right, let's 15 let's articles. And here we go. Let's yeah. do this. Uh, <laughs> so that was always great. And actually, I was always a big fan. Still am a big fan of Ross because they always had kind of the, the dresses in my style and my cut and the materials. Uh, it's a lot to look through, though. Almost and like every,
1: Yeah, you have to have a focus. If you yeah. ever come to San Francisco and the pandemic has lifted, I want to take you to the Ross in the city. It's literally three floors. Oh, I love yeah. the top floor because it's where all the dresses yes. go to die. No, <laughs> no, they go to live. But there's literally so many things that I have had. I don't know why. I just, so when I brought clients there, I brought this specific friend of mine that is is a transgender woman and, and you know, at the time, newly transitioning. And already Ross is like a panic attack for someone mm. that prefers like a more organized space. I mean, you really right. have to have a mission and focus. You really have to have what I call a Judaic black belt in shopping. You have to just be like, <laughs> all right, you know, you know, push up your sleeves and do what my mother did and her mother before that. And just like, you know, spread the <laughs>
0: yes,
1: yeah. spread the tide, spread the clothes, just and then go hanger by hanger. Yeah. You know, I like it. I like the hunt. I like the challenge, but no one wants to sit there panicking yeah. with beads of sweat while a stylist goes through hanger by hanger. And I believe at one point I was like, okay, this is the plan. And because it was a friend, my professionalism was like, you know. Eh, it was very diluted. Right. right. Normally right. I'd like show up, pick stuff. Here's the dressing room, bam, you know. But I was like, why don't you just go down, look at the shoes? And she said, Oh, I love shoes and purses. And I was like, You have a blast. And I will text you when I'm done.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: you, go, you go, girl. And so we kind of broke. And then I realized that, like, all right, unless you're Payless, which PS have closed their stores, I don't even know if they yeah, have online shops where is there gonna be an ample size 11
0: right like
1: don't even discuss a size 12 Hmm. but like the 10 11 and 12s that a crossdresser or trans woman needs it's not like i wasn't even thinking like like the altitudes on the third floor of ross just kind of (sighs) got into my psyche and just created this like I don't know. I just couldn't think straight. Right. Why did I think that downstairs my dear friend was just frolicking and be like, I like this shoe and this shoe and this shoe. So by the time I got downstairs, I'm like, so what you find? I mean, there is literally rows upon rows upon rows of like gorgeous, cho- you know, shoes and yeah. all different choices. And they looked at me and they were just like, yeah, they didn't really have too many in my size. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. It, was very, it
1: was sad. Yeah. It was-
0: I've always found DSW. Uh, is perfect for both clearing shoes and clearing shoes But for people who don't want to spend a lot of money on on their shoes and heels and boots have found that dsw is great for size 10 to like almost 14 i've seen 14s
1: i've but noticed for, that as well yeah dsw like, nordstrom the rack yes. Nordstrom.
0: yeah yeah and i've always been very impressed and i, <laughs> I will tell you this last time i went shoes were wearing out so i needed mm. ones that weren't all scuffed up and falling apart right. good for you thank you and grabbing some stuff and sitting down and then people just kind of you know there's a bit that was where i was sitting Aww. you know because they were more concerned about the fact that i took their seat than the fact that i was savannah you know so
1: right
0: that was pretty funny but yeah even they are very open and accommodating and Cole's the same way. Ross, the same way. I've never had I'm course.
1: willing to say I was sitting there. <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs>
1: Cross-dresser, like, I was sitting there. I don't care what you... <laughs>
0: yeah, girl. It's like, yeah, they were they were less concerned about what I was wearing and more concerned about where my ass was. So,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm fine. And I just want other cross to know that you'll know, try out these places. You know, because I've never had a bad experience in any of the places other than once in a blue moon when i feel uncomfortable about Mm. the changing room situation again not at the moment but like you i felt uncomfortable like because it's a line of women going into a changing room that is actually uh uh, staffed by somebody telling you like how many articles you can take in at one time and i'm feeling self-conscious about like i'm not dressed as savannah but i want to put on dresses and i'm Mm. feeling uncomfortable yeah what
1: do i do in that situation
0: Right, and in those situations, I actually asked the attendant, I said, hey, do you have a family one or a men's one? And they kind of said, because I need to try these dresses on. I was, I didn't want to be secretive or awkward about what I wanted to do because sure. I, I was happy to try on clothes, but I didn't want to make other people uncomfortable because I still am aware that that could be the case. So it was a whole thing because they had to unlock a, a mm. whole family area and then had to wait like the manager had to wait for us to be finished so that Judy and I could could you know try it on and then
1: You're worth it. it. I'm you. sorry, but
0: Thank it's you. worth it, right? It is. It is, but uh, the woman at the time was a little put out, I guess, mm. having to walk us to the other part of the store and to unlock that area and to wait for us. But right. I think once we were done, that got this distinct impression that the angst or, or whatever it was that they were feeling when they met us, was diluted back to like, oh, okay, oh, you're all done, okay. Can I take those, our, you know, those dresses you don't want from you? They of they seem very on board at that point. I think they were just maybe un- unfamiliar with how to deal with with somebody like me. And
1: I think that if you're working right and you're just whatever was on their mind before you came, yeah, there's just kind of this like tunnel vision. And I think as much as and I can speak for myself as much as I, my heart is just above me on for people that have learning disabilities, extra specific needs and all this. But like, I'm a stylist, but I'm also a teacher. Okay. I don't even know how it would be if like I was in the, I don't even know if it's called the, what is it called? Customer service yeah, or- yeah. And just had someone who had a specific need that kind of had to shift my entire flow for which I am moving. Like I'd right. like to be like, oh, of course. I'd be like, oh, definitely. Please wait, 20 people behind me. <laughs> or or please wait, you know, the break I haven't got, you know, right. since I arrived right. at 5 a.m. I can't speak to that. And I can only imagine how kind of ruffling it is of the of the I don't even know if ruffling of the tail feathers is an appropriate phrase to say about this, but they just kind of like, really? Like that internal- Changing like, gears. Really? Yeah. And it yeah. it has nothing to do with the person being a cross-dresser or not, or discriminating or not, I I imagine. It's just kind of having to rewire that brain and make accommodations for someone That would take some additional timing.
0: So true. I mean, for all for all I know, is like I'm telling this manager it's like, hi, I want to try these dresses on and we wanna be in the same changing room. And they they seemed all put out by it, but they'd be like, you know, I was right in the middle of a twenty page essay I had to write to the corporate and Mm. now I have you know, who knows? Yeah, you're right, absolutely right. It's like a lot of times we take it on as our fault or a reflection on us and a lot of times it's not. Yeah, yeah. So true.
1: So thank you, lady or man or however you identify <laughs> for helping my friend and opening that extra room.
0: And, <laughs> yeah. And like I said, the, the, the vibe and the kind of the energy they were given out before was so completely different than the energy afterward. Because I was like, during the whole period of time of changing, I felt like, all right, well, we're going to do this and I'll have to go find her to like, have her lock this area up again. And we came out with like some things to buy and some things to put back. And I was sure. fully prepared to put those things back myself. I'm, I'm t- I am one of those people that will put the article clothing back right where That's I found exactly. it. Exactly, right. As opposed to just putting it on the rack for returning to the rack. You know, to Regardless
1: the of the cameras that are facing the woman who is working there at corporate, making <laughs> sure that they count all the items. Do you right. get what I'm saying? Yeah, like-
0: I know. I'm just more like... Oh, I know where I put this. I don't want to put you out and make you do right. extra work, even I if help. it is the the you know crooks of your job. Right. But when I came out, we came out and I said, All right, well, we have these and we have these. She's like, Oh, I'll take those from you. I'm like, Oh, are you sure? Oh yeah, no, no, no problem. So she again she she fell into that that rhythm again
1: yeah.
0: and, and and I made me feel so much better about the experience, and I didn't take it as a a slight for me anymore. So that was good.
1: And I, I'm the kind of person that if I gave any sort of any frustration or anything, I'd be like, you know this about me. Like, if you were trying on clothes for four or five minutes, I'd be like, no, I'll take that. So remember, like, 45 minutes ago, if I seem rude, I just, I'm sorry. I just, and you would have been like, what are you talking about? You know, you would have yes. almost been more, of like, a, suddenly offended, like, <laughs> you know.
0: And how how many times has that happened through text messaging between you and I? You're like, remember? I'm so sorry. And I'm like, what are you sorry about? Oh, well, like five hours ago, I said this (laughs) thing on on the podcast. And I hope, I'm like, I don't even remember you saying that. And what do you mean? And it's all good. But you know what? It's also nice. It might be one thing for me to dismiss it and be like, no, that's okay. It was all good. But it's something to be said for somebody who, processes what they've done in a way that's like, they're always thinking about how it might affect the other person.
1: I try to, because I tend to be very, um I, I'm trying to be more thoughtful with my words and I tend to really, I'm honest sometimes to a fault. And I think through maturity, I've really tried to be like, wow, Julie, that was slightly offensive because what I say, It mostly always comes from a place of love, but then you have these little moments and I swear it mostly happens at like, you know, 8.45 in the evening when I'm (laughs) reviewing what a shitty mom I am and I'm going through my list of all the ways that I have harmed her unknowingly. Um, And then I think about really every interaction I've had with every person. And during a pandemic where you're not talking to that many people, I think but it's and, and you and I just were a pandemic friendship, right? We yes. blossomed under the, this lotus of, <laughs> of the pandemic. So all I have is time to think. And I feel like there's something to be said for friends that feel like they've known each other for forever and can just say whatever mm-hmm. they say. And then suddenly you realize, oh my goodness, I ha- first of all, we don't have the history. Correct. My humor. If I think it's funny, it's funny to me. But but as you know, someone who is forty and going on forty one, I've really tried to be like, okay, just because it's funny to me, <laughs> does not mean it's funny to the person. And if it's not funny to the person, it could be extremely hurtful. So I have really tried, and and you know, most of the time, as you maybe can concur, you, you may not remember what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah you're not usually heard or affected, but as someone who likes to think that I'm super tuned in to people and their emotions, this kind of confrontation or this kind of like, can we just talk about something I said like <laughs> a month ago, a day and three hours, I've been carrying this around. <laughs> like, like, you know, well, I, I mean, it, I, I joke about the month. It's usually a day, but like, yeah, yeah,
0: it's, not too it's long.
1: my, it's so often my projection, Mm-hmm. My inner child that got offended if someone said that to me. It usually, quite often, especially if it doesn't offend the person, which usually it doesn't, has nothing to do with them. It has to do with, mm. like, oh gosh, I said that. I heard myself say it and that hurt me. And uh, I really hope uh, it didn't hear, hurt them because right, it was supposed because, to be funny or it
0: was supposed right, to be. Right, right, right.
1: I was asking a question or saying something like I knew what I was talking about when really I. I don't know.
0: Right, right. Well, I mean, there's something to be said for an empathetic soul who constantly puts themselves in the shoes of the other person. So, of course, when you say it and then reflect on it and put yourself in their shoes and say, oh my God, if that were me, it would have hurt my feelings. Therefore, it must have hurt their feelings. Therefore, I need to have a conversation about it with that person.
1: Yeah. But that's okay. No,
0: that's okay. It's okay to, because I would rather have somebody in my life who does that reflection and brings it up to me and then can walk away going oh they didn't even know and mm. i was able to apologize and now we're square and now we're okay and everything can move forward without angst or projection or worry versus somebody who constantly does it mm. and, and never brings it up never reflects on it never, never realizes owns
1: their part or never
0: even, yeah right. never owns their part never actually realizes the impact of their own words yeah. And then when it blows up because I said for the 50th time and the friend's like, for God's sake, will you stop saying that to me? And the, and now they're taken aback because like, what did I say? Oh my God, I've never done anything to you. And you know, again, that's somebody who's like kind of oblivious to the words because as soon as they say them, they forget where yeah. you should be to sit.
1: Right. And like when you get so comfortable with like, something about being jewish is jews like to say they're jewish like you will learn that within not all jews but many right so many of my humor kind of derives from that place and there was one time where i was actually shopping with this friend i was talking about this was during that time where we were in the city this newly transitioning friend and we just did the ross thing and it was it was kind of a fail but i looked around i looked around at san francisco and a lot has changed like things were not where it was and all this. And I said this comment, which I understand in like the 2000s, one could not say that. Like suddenly I was not transported in time to my grandfather. And like, it was just, (laughs) uh. and so I said this comment where like, Things have, like I said in a Jewish kind of Yiddish voice, which P.S. My friend is not Jewish. So there is not that, oh, totally. Ha ha. This is funny. So I said something like this. The neighborhood has sold. I said something like the neighborhood has completely changed since the Jews moved in. (laughs) To me, it was like, it's (laughs) awful. And to me, it was funny. And like my friend just like look mortified because A, it's it's like anti-Semitic racist like it's all that in a little bow Mm -hmm. B, no one including and and my friend just looked at me and she was like you can't say that and I was just (laughs) like and honestly I can count on like two fingertips on like friends ever saying that to me because i'm usually in a crowd where like they know me i know them and like i'm i'm totally hooked into the nuances and all the you know historical events and and the pop culture and everything that kind of makes funny funny to us is just in in total alignment but during this particular moment i felt like just so awful because i just didn't know my audience first of all i was saying this out loud Mm. where It didn't even make it didn't even make sense for the culture, the zip code. It was just off, and so within that moment, I think there was this light bulb that went off. That was just kind of like, "You gotta reel it in, girl." (laughs) You know, like you
0: need to think before you speak.
1: You need to think, and that's hard for me. I'm sorry, but ask anyone with ADD or ADHD and good luck
0: with that. <laughs> like, It is hard for a lot of people. It and is. I, and I don't even know if it's just confined to people with ADD and ADHD. Um, I do it sometimes. Sometimes I get on such a roll. Right. And I'm just soapboxing and then realize I've just said something I need to maybe shut up um yeah sometimes like your your brain gets your mouth gets way far ahead of your brain it happens it happens to all of us i mean it may it may be vulnerable yeah so
1: especially when it's flat out like
0: inappropriate
1: inappropriate and just like the jewish thing like no one knows i'm jewish as much as i think and i i probably said this on the air but like as much as i think i'm a walking like you know potato latke or like a, walk, a walking yarmulke and it's so obvious to me. Well, I also look kind of Irish and I don't necessarily look Jewish. And My my family used to joke around the dinner table. They used to be like, so where she'd come from, you know, because I didn't. <laughs> my features are softer. I've red hair. It's 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 different. So yeah, what's obvious yeah. to me isn't always obvious to people.
0: That's pretty funny. Outside, so. Well, I said uh, you you may be mislabeled in your heritage. You, you know, she's either Jewish or she's Irish. For me, I'm just a I'm just a walking mud. I was like, I got so much Northern European in me, you wouldn't even know where I'm from. Mm. But we've got the glorious red hair. So
1: I mean, it's awesome. It is okay.
0: So. <laughs> find me on facebook at savannah hawk or at living with Dressing, and on instagram at savannah hawk remember that's h-a-u-k and to learn more go to my website livingwithcrossdressing.com
1: and you can find me on instagram and facebook at fox and hanger or at mtf style as well as on our website at foxandhanger.com julie it's your moment <gasps> <clears throat> The Fox and the Phoenix podcast uses Anchor, copyright 2020. Yes, nailed it.
0: We would love to hear from you because your story matters. Please comment and share on Facebook at Fox and Phoenix podcast or on Instagram at the Fox and the Phoenix podcast underscore.